0: i'm saying is maybe give it a moment maybe give it a moment to sink in
1: to see, for you to swallow the ice that you were just chomping into the microphone There's
0: No more ice in my system
1: well then it turned into water
0: <laughs> turned into system uh it turned into water. <laughs> no, what no what i'm saying is um three seconds before you hit record so when i was making the iced coffee the, the artist formerly known as the iced coffee is sitting beside me right now mm-hmm.
1: no coaster uh,
0: no, there is a coaster. <laughs> there is a coaster. It's sitting on a a fruit thief. Fruit thief. It's a it's a vegan candy wrapper. I mean, I'm wrapper. not.
1: I'm not sure. It's like specifically vegan. It is vegan. It is vegan. But it's not like a vegan candy. No, well, it's a vegan candy. Yeah. 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 I think that's an important like a sour patch.
0: Yeah. A Swedish fish. A Swedish fish. A sweet. A sour patch kid. Anyway, shake your head at me. I'm going to shake it as hard as I can.
1: I'm going to point at the sign that says, stop doing that impression. (laughs) (laughs) Tap the wall. Well, well, here we are. Here we are. We usually have more preamble. I've just been complaining off air. And now,
0: well, you know, mm -hmm. (laughs) I (laughs) I was uh, normally do. Listen, I we're in very different places tonight. I'm on this side of the room. You're on that side of the room.
1: You know, I had a Diet Pepsi from
0: 7-Eleven. How was that? It was lovely. Mm-hmm. I bought some Takis. I didn't eat them. I, <laughs> I saw them when I entered the studio. I know. I saw them sitting on the. I'm going to eat them. Yeah. I was actually I was actually going to ask him, be like, so what's the plan here?
1: The plan's to eat the Takis. Well. Not now, mm-hmm. but when I'm hungry later. I had a huge lunch and so it's like that thing where it's like, I know I'm going to be hungry later. Mm-hmm. I'm delaying dinner.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I almost texted you a picture of my lunch today, but I always feel weird whenever I text you pictures of my lunch because they're so full of gluten. Uh,
1: do you think that I'm like, gonna, uh, just drop well, my phone? I don't want to, I don't want to be
0: like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, look how delicious no, it and never succulent comes and off amazing. That way. My, my lunch was, Oh, also you
1: can't, <laughs> it never comes off that way. I think that, um, I don't know. I, I this is a, I'm sure it's different from person to person food mm-hmm. allergies or food sensitivities, uh, of any kind suck. Yeah. It's bad. I, I, and I, so I, I think a lot of people are on a journey with it at any given time, of just mm-hmm. kind of understanding, you know, what can I eat? What can't I eat? Mm. I mourn the loss of what I used to eat. Yum. And no, I made bagels this week for my partner that I can't eat. Mm. I slay at making bagels. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. I don't even need a recipe. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to make bagels. Do you, uh, do you malt in the water? No, I don't. Mm. You don't have to. I know. Yeah, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use like cream. You don't have to do an egg wash. You know, bagels is easy.
0: Yeah, bagels is bagels easy. is easy. Yeah, um, I <laughs> making am, bagels is easy. I'm taking your stance on on food allergies and communicating around them as the green light to send my my friends with peanut allergies just a, a picture of my entire fist crammed into the peanut butter jar.
1: Okay, you don't even have. Do you have real peanut butter?
0: Yeah, what do, you, I, what do you mean? Do I have real <laughs> peanut butter? I know you have the powdered stuff. No, I don't. Not for months, and I bought that on a whim. I haven't
1: been in your pantry in a while. I, I don't know. we do we are generally aware of whatever is in each other's pantries. I think that's the level of friendship we yeah, have. As, mm-hmm. as we know, yeah, you know, I've got the hing powder. You know, I've got the chili oil. Mm-hmm. What else is at the front of my pantry? I don't know.
0: What? Oh, do you want me to go through? Do you want What's go th- in my pantry? What's in your pantry?
1: What are, What are the highlights <laughs> of? What are the highlights that you believe are in my pantry? I have a lot of nori right now.
0: I y- you have a lot of making nori sushi and thinking that I don't, well, I don't have nori. I don't know. Well, I don't know. So I mean, your pantry versus you and your partner's pantry, right? I know there's a five pound bag of nutritional yeast in there.
1: That's I think every person, by the way, should consume pounds of nutritional mm-hmm. yeast. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. it's easy to put on things it's high in a lot of good nutrients Mm -hmm. it's tasty i'm sure it's packed with protein it's tasty it's an
0: amazing for what it is it's actually a really good protein source and it's and i eat a lot of it it's delicious yeah
1: listen my my recent thing bear with me everybody just a bunch of kale vegan caesar dressing Mm -hmm. from trader joe's Mm -hmm. a ton of nutritional yeast that's lunch, baby. Well, that's not lunch, but it's a, it's a, a yummy little of, salad. It's a part of
0: lunch. Can I can I give you my version of that? Sure. OK, I it, and it's always a part of a larger meal that's always the same. I make pasta pasta. You, I, I really like and I know people say, oh, I really like this thing. But actually, it's disgusting. You know, when they try and talk about a healthy thing, I actually really like red lentil pasta. I, I really like it. There's a texture to it that I enjoy.
1: You eat it voluntarily. You know, I eat it. I do. By, by necessity. And yeah. I've, I, okay, this is good because I was worried I had convinced myself that I liked it just mm-hmm. because it's, you know, gluten-free pasta. And I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. this is what I eat now. Okay, so it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So like, it's like I could do I could do whole grain pasta. I could do what I could do non whole grain, whatever. But I like the red lentil. It's sturdier. It's more stout.
1: It's it's a little al dente.
0: It's a little al dente, and so I'll do a little bit of red lentil pasta with just some marinara, um, and then I like to pair that with. A, cup of nutritional yeast on top,
1: absolutely full cup, and that um, kind of like thickens into the marinara sauce. Like it's, it adds such a mm-hmm. an umami moment yeah. in there. It adds a textural moment as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And then I always pair that with some sort of like little green thing, little green salad, whether that's spinach or kale, thinly sliced cabbage, and then it's olive you ever oil.
1: Just do a, a straight up arugula salad oh oh like let's, let's cut out all the bs and let's just have a salad oh, yeah. that's just arugula oh yeah trader, we
0: all know we love it trader joe's has the best arugula absolutely let me tell you absolutely um so on that salad arugula for instance i will put um olive oil balsamic vinegar nutritional yeast salt red pepper flakes
1: it up that sounds good
0: red pepper flakes or aleppo pepper red pepper well i mean you can do aleppo pepper but like i mean I, like i think they're crushed it italian restaurant like, like, like red pepper yeah it's in, the, it's uh, in that the weird vibe. curvaceous that's like shaker
1: that's more of a pizza thing the shaker well we know the shakers at the pizza places with the little they're, they're short metal cap
0: kind of like a weird pumpkin esque yeah them. they've
1: got they're, they're scalloped scalloped they're, they're ridged ridged scalloped whatever mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. and um i don't know i miss that i can you just have those shakers at your house i guess i could um I miss, my grandparents do you know what i miss so much and i could just it's uh, going to an italian restaurant and then the waiters have the giant long like wooden grinders that are filled with like herbs or parmesan or something
0: do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but this is not a familiar over, experience to me. And then
1: they come over and they're like, would you like some Parmesan cheese on your...
0: Tell me when, and I never say when.
1: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Do it. Go.
0: Go. <laughs> I said I didn't say when, when it's piled up three feet high in we're, front of me. We're
1: going to need you to get some back up. The, Yum. something that I, oof, this is awakening a lot of macaroni grillness in me. Something that is underrated as an adult that I realize I can just go and buy and do and enjoy. And I might just do this tonight as opposed to the talkies now that's on my brain. Bread. Um, Oil. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. okay. gluten-free <laughs> bread. <laughs> 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 gotcha. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. no. Um, Char brand bread. Mm-hmm. Because you know I'm a shill
0: for them. Mm-hmm. I'm a char shill. Praise be the lady. I have... Th- Okay, Lady Shar. It's a it's a and Anyway, oh,
1: all right. And <laughs> olive oil, mm-hmm. balsamic vinegar, Italian seasoning. You, you just mm-hmm. dip it in there.
0: Was your family a craft fair family? I've never heard of the, a craft fair? You've never heard of a craft fair?
1: Oh, like <laughs> I thought it was like capital C capital F oh, a brand know, or something. My- <laughs> it's kind of like what we talk about on this podcast. Yeah,
0: Forgive me. A cra- no, a craft a craft fair with a C. My dad calls them- my dad calls them crap fairs, but I disagree with them because I think there's first of all, of course, artistry in any form. It's fun to see, but something that is very integral to my upbringing is like going to like a random rural place in Nebraska and being like, "Yes, let me look at the eight different types of of Be- Betty Ann Ray's homemade seasoning blends for bread oh, dipping." Oh, you know, oh, they're in I'll that little. But, I
1: yeah. will buy, I. I mean, you. I I can't have like a spice shelf. I have an entire cabinet, mm-hmm. like a full depth cabinet, dedicated to spices because I, it's it's a it's a it's almost like I collect them like Pokemon cards. I will buy a spice mix mix like that. Like I will. Yeah,
0: it's it's frightening to me the amount of both spice mixtures that you have and hot sauces and condiments. Like I, oh, the yeah, amount yeah, of anxiety yeah. that I get when I look in your fridge, it's I'm so a, high. I, Yes, but
1: you have had a lot of the hot sauces I've collected, and they're quite interesting. You want to
0: tell the folks about the first (laughs) time time I ever came over to your house?
1: (laughs) If you're familiar with the YouTube series Hot Ones, um, you will know that... uh, And for those who are not, it's an individual journalist who invites famous people, musicians, onto a show where they eat hot wings. They get progressively spicier in the hot sauce. So they have a lot of different types of hot sauces. And they... You know, have a good collection. They start off pretty mild. They get pretty hot. What a lot of people don't know is that many of those sauces and one key sauce is actually manufactured in the Kansas City, Missouri area by a company called Spice and Foods, Mm S-P-I-C-I-N. And they have, I go to their factory, they have a little, you know, gift shop at the front. And so about once a month, I'll go and replenish my Mm -hmm. (laughs) shelf. The the wares. I, I mean, every single shelf where people typically put like milk you know and like larger bottles on like the door of their fridge that is literally all literally all hot sauce i don't even put my like rice uh dream there i put it <laughs> in elsewhere in the fridge and the hottest sauce that i own is one called da bomb which is typically the hotter or hottest sauce uh, i think it varies on hot ones and then i just you know invited garrett to uh have a little taste of it because that's fun
0: I thought that I was like oh yeah I can try it so one of my more formative experiences one time I was when I was in college and um this is when I lived in my fraternity house and we had a member of our fraternity that was walking around with the Trinidad scorpion which is like at the time it was like the third hottest pepper or something like that and he's like anybody want to eat one of these with me and I was like I'll do it because I was like what can hurt me what can hurt me nothing and I did it and I drank a gallon of milk. And then when I and then when I got too full of milk, I sat two pitchers in front of me, one with fresh milk, that I would put in my mouth, hold there for a minute, and
1: All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, pitcher. all right, all right. People are people are people are like falling off the treadmills <laughs> while they're listening to this and disgust. Anyway. Oh my all right.
0: Okay. And so when I came over to your house and you're like, Do you want to try to bomb? And I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, let me easy peasy. And <laughs> I tried it, and first of all, I got really sweaty. <laughs> Absolutely. I got really, like a thin, thin film of sweat just appeared every inch of my body. And then I we were playing a game and like I Cosmic this, Encounter for those who are curious. Cosmic encou- cosmic yes, I encounter. remember quite well. And this was also the first time that I met any of your other friends. And I was there and I was like, oh my God, I don't feel good. Like
1: <laughs> I like my <laughs> stomach was cramping. <laughs> you were
0: so physical red I was it was like
1: minutes I was a long time later and you were just hunched over I was red I was (laughs) hunched over I was I
0: was sweating through my shirt I had to leave and I just remember like literally as I like walked out of your house into my car I was like bent over at like
1: like, you took my half-finished like bottle degree angle bismol which I, I chugged,
0: which <laughs> yeah, I, I chugged. Know. I thought I was going to get an accident on the way home. <laughs> um, am, am I a little, am I a little tiny, little tiny baby? It's spicy. Maybe. It's spicy. Maybe. I it's didn't... spicy.
1: And cap cramps are real. Cap cramps. Yeah. it's
0: Capsaicin knees or whatever the full longhand is. The longhand,
1: just the full word. The, I will say, I I love collecting hot sauces, though. I think it's really fun. I think it's interesting. I think, you know, also collecting spice blends. Everybody has a different perspective on, it's like a little story, right? You Mm -hmm. know, what to you is an Italian blend? What to you is kind of like a spicy Sicilian blend? Mm -hmm. What to you, what do you put in your curry? You know, powder mix right mm-hmm. it's always something you know oh i'm i'm waxing poetic on this one but it's i, I really like it i really love different uh spice mm-hmm. ones it's a, it's a frequent gift that i receive actually mm-hmm. it's just new spices to mm-hmm. try and put into stuff i don't know mm-hmm. very interesting let's talk about something else that gets spiced. no wait
0: who are we I, I don't like it when you do that. I, I'm Jackson Bollinger. <laughs> and I'm Garrett Wagner. You do it this time. And I'm Garrett Wagner. No, you... No. I'm Jackson Bollinger. Shut up. It, <laughs> yes. What show is this? I'm Garrett Wagner, and this is uh, No Crumbs, the podcast that ate, where we talk about food brands and the history of those brands and the impact that they have on our lives. And we just... We we sit here and we talk and we wax poetic about that. What so, does wax poetic mean? It means to go on and on. But like why and, wax? I know, like I, I always imagine like a waxing like a waxing gibbous, you know? <laughs> like a waxing gibbous? Like you're just like, oh like the moon. I I know. heard you say
1: waxing gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite bird. That's a monkey. <laughs> my, my favorite monkey. <laughs> All right. What are we discussing today, Gary?
0: We're talking about Pringles. One more time, Pringles. One more time, Pringles. 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 What a fun word
1: to say! It's Pringles. Mm-hmm. I can't think of uh, the, like the etymological creation of the word Pringle. The
0: seagull, the the the, the eagles of the preen.
1: The, all right. Is that, is that Pringle? All right. I'm I'm desperately Google searching Gibbon to make sure that it's an actual. Like, look at her. Oh, that's cute. That's adorable. Everybody, take a moment to Google search what a Gibbon looks like. I knew. Mm -hmm. look at her adorable it's like a, it's a it's it's on its way to being a lemur but it's still a monkey Mm -hmm. are lemurs monkeys what's the difference let's ask the Pringles guy
0: yeah let's ask uh julius t pringle and see what he says is that a real person well you're about to find (laughs) out i guess i am let's get going yeah well before we really dive in do you want to take a break No. Can we dive in? We're so not even close.
1: Fine, 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 (laughs) fine, fine. This is the first time Garrett has ever called a break (laughs) in the history of the podcast. It's an
0: evening of first. We
1: will just
0: take a random break. See you later. Oh man, gosh, I am just so happy we took that break. I, I needed a. Oh man.
1: Karen's face was so proud.
0: <laughs> I'm like, you know what?
1: They were like, that is like, you were like,
0: I'm being a journalist. I'm
1: so aware of the time and the podcast product we're producing. I said, it's
0: I got. Time to take I said, I'm letting my journalistic intuition guide me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just call a break fire. <laughs> Five minutes in. <laughs> all right. Speaking of that, let's take another break. <laughs> to go. All say right. your stuff. So tell me about Pringles for you, Mama.
1: Oh, yeah. I was so excited when you um, started to calm me down from laughing at you, not with you, to be clear. At. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> and um, I have a lot of memories with Pringles. I'll start with we've all put an empty Pringles can over our hand and just kind of like clunked around with it. It's the (laughs) funnest thing in the world. It's the funnest thing in the world. We've all done it. It's kind of like an intrusive thought. You know, you finish a Pringles can and you're like, what if I stick my whole hand into it and it gets stuck. So we've all done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Garrett's doing it to a Mason jar right now. Doesn't fit. Give it to me. My dainty hands can do it. Um, Okay. No, I don't want it. I don't want to try. I was going to get up and I was going to get stuck and I'm, we're going to have to shatter it. The fire department will come. It'll be a whole thing. Hoist it so out of the that's, house. So that's a big memory of Pringles taking the Pringles and making a little duck mouth with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very formative memory. Everybody has done that. Mm-hmm. I can't do a Donald Duck impersonation. I've been told it's awful. You should try. Absolutely not. I've been told explicitly never <laughs> oh, to do it. Oh, wait. I Yeah. I've been told never to do it. And it's <laughs> an earnest attempt at a Donald Duck impersonation. And it's so bad that it's just like embarrassing for me. Mm-hmm. And people look down on me for Can it, you do so. a Daffy
0: Duck impersonation.
1: Probably not. Mm. I really thought about You're that. you
0: no fun tonight. I r-
1: <laughs> I can't do a Daffy Duck. Suffering Succotash. What is that? That's Sylvester the cat? I think so. Who suffers Succotash? I
0: don't know. It's I don't from Looney Tunes. I, I don't know. You're the Looney Tunes stan here. I know.
1: I just can't remember. I think it's Sylvester. Write in, fans. My, fel- my fellow toon heads, if mm-hmm. that's the thing. Uh, write in, let us know. I know that the only song I know that uses the term Succotash is Groove is in the Heart. She mm-hmm. refers to a Succotash witch. Mm-hmm. What is Succotash?
0: Um... I it's always a vegetable, yeah, it's like a no, it's like a it's a meal consisting of vegetables. I'm pretty sure I it's when like I a work bean or something, it's I always see it with like lima beans. It's like lima beans and corns and tomato.
1: oh, it's a you're right. you're totally right. it's it's consisting of French excuse me, fresh corn tomatoes, lima beans, and okra. We have a delicious restaurant in Kansas City called Succotash, and they have um, an amazing menu. A couple of vegan options that are exceptional. Is Succotash on the
0: menu? They really have something funny.
1: called a vegan sink, which is very Succotash-esque, I think, in its creation. Pringles. I always, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I would always have a PB&J sandwich for lunch in a brown bag for eat, eat, mm. all of my life. And mm-hmm. then always a little chip on the side. I mean, 99% of the time, that's my lunches due this day. Just not Pringles because they're not gluten-free. Uh, fun mm-hmm. fact. And oh, yeah. the.
0: That comes into play, Mama. It does? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I've got stuff to say. So with Pringles, I'll, I'll never forget it. I. My mom used to put them in little Ziploc bags and I just have this memory. I don't know if this is something I invented in my brain or it's something that actually existed or actually happened. But it was a an improvement on just shoving Pringles into a Ziploc bag. It was a little reusable plastic container that had a lid that had a bottom. It was in the shape of a Pringle and you could like put a stack of Pringles into it for safekeeping. They wouldn't get crushed. Have you ever seen such a
0: device? It's like the such a machination. It's like the avocado cover.
1: Yes. Oh, I love those. Mm. I don't own one. You know the little but like we could. You know, you, the little like Say, put your tomato in this plastic tomato thing. Yeah. Put your half used onion in this half used onion thing.
0: Put your unitask in the unitasker <laughs> thing. Yeah. What? It's a unitasker. It does one thing. Is that what is that a thing? A unitasker? Yeah, absolutely. Define more of them. A, unit, a, a unitasker is like um like here's my garlic press. Here's my um they're like always incredibly specific things like, ah, yes, this is my tomato peeler. Oh, or- my
1: mom, I believe, had a thing where you could put a hard-boiled egg onto it and then like close it and it like sliced it up or something.
0: The one I was thinking of actually was, was, was with avocados that's in the shape of an avocado and you like press the avocado through it and it slices it. That sounds...
1: So satisfying. Yum. I I haven't made guacamole in a while. I haven't I haven't made a mashed a mash of any kind in a while. But mm. there's nothing more satisfying than just mashing something with mm-hmm. a masher. I mean, I think that's why if mashed potatoes took off. They're not particularly tasty, in my mm-hmm. opinion, but just making them just the. It's like almost ASMR kitchen. You know, like when people play with like the goo type of stuff, like those like sensory videos. I think that's the same for me, but with like mashing potatoes. Can I it say something so that might get me
0: canceled? No,
1: absolutely not.
0: Well, I'm going to say it anyway, which is when I make guacamole for myself, I wash my hands first. I wash me. I don't know if first. I blame that. Um, But sometimes, especially if it's a tougher avocado, like a potato masher just won't do it. What do you use? You get to get in there with your hands.
1: All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. You can use gloves. I just like to think of... (laughs) I try to think of doing things in the sense of, like, what if an emergency happened? And
0: then <laughs> my hands are covered in
1: avocado. You, like, there's a giant fire in your building, and you're, like, running out of it, and you're just standing in the parking lot, just, you know, in this horrible situation. You're, cover- you're up to your elbow in mashed avocado.
0: I get it. You're I, holding both of your cats. I don't know. I know. I think about that. So my cats love to attempt to bolt out of my apartment, and I'm always just like, okay, am I wearing something? That if i had to parade myself in front of the apartment complex would i be able to live here from that moment on you know or would i just have to be a hermit until my lease is up you know I've long I I've long
1: since adopted a, a style of life. And I think this is just becoming a boring adult where I'm always like kind of like I've got clothes on. Like if I need to get going, if I need to be oh, gone, that I'm makes just it,
0: that makes it sound like I'm naked. I mean, more so no, like, no, 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 no. I know what you mean. Like I, I got a full on mumu here recently. And so I've been wearing the Moomoo around and I'm like, I've got a SpongeBob onesie of footy pajamas. <laughs> and
1: it's, you know, I, 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 wear that on occasion, but it's always a little anxiety inducing. Like, what if I need to like get in my car and go?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to be rush, this. You've got to rush your partner to the hospital. I,
1: I don't want like a, a, a missing person's report to say last scene, SpongeBob <laughs> footy pajamas, Jackson Bollinger. So, you know, <laughs> and I'm also covered in avocados That's messed up I'm never ever ever eating guacamole you make For the rest of my life Is that a common thing? No. Well
0: I also explicitly told you If I know other people are eating it I don't do it so. I don't believe that though I think you'll lie about it. Do you it. know how disgusting that would be? I think you'll lie about Isn't it. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that disgusting? and messed up. Who would do that? <laughs>
1: I think you would do that. All right. Unitaskers, Pringles. Mm-hmm. I I am trying to remember Pringles that really, they do have a lot of flavors. Not so much recently, but I remember a lot of different Pringles flavors kind of flowing through my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure as a child, it was the, the salt and vinegar ones that mm. really owned me. Those are definitely the sour best. Sour cream and
0: onion, mama.
1: Those are good, too. Mama. We'll do a lesser degree.
0: I'm not a big sour cream and onion chip person, okay. but well, I don't think it's bad. I think sour cream and onion needs more screen time, personally. Okay, well, it's a good thing we're on a televised uh, but, media. Yeah, true. Good uh, thing right. we got video. Tell me about your uh, Pringle memories. I don't have a lot of, I would say, core memories about Pringles to me. They've always... Corn memories. Core memories. Corn memories. Yeah, sure. Are they're at we'll a like corn-based that. chip. No. Yeah. Y- Europe. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I called out Jackson uh, listening to last week's podcast because every time he says Europe, it sounds like he's saying Europe.
1: I think that's, with a uh, B. I'm just going to chalk that up to a St. Louis accent and we're just going
0: to move on. Right. Oh well, so I guess my memory with, with Prinkles are, I always remember p- people making a really big deal about getting your hand stuck in the tube or like not being able to get your hand into the tube. But mama, I got these hypermobile joints. I can stick my hand in there all the way. Um, really? Get I can get them all the way down to the bottom. What about the wrist circumference? I got thin, dainty, delicate wrists.
1: Not really. Uh, <gasps> no, <laughs> well, they're not like abnormally. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's not insulting at all um <laughs>
0: I said no <laughs> um, I don't know why my face just turned red with that like I've been so deeply insulted <laughs> that's, the, that's
1: the most non-issued uh, thing I've said in uh, the last however long it's been going
0: on um anyway um I'm trying not to cry uh, <laughs> um, anyway I could always like stick my hand all the way into the tube so like it was it was always my superpower that I could reach down to the bottom, get the last chip, and then pull it out. Um, and what other things? I just always remember one side of the chip was always way more seasoned than the other, but it was never the one that needed to be seasoned. Never the one on the tongue. It was always, like, the top one. Yes. The one, like, I always like to perfectly lay the Pringle against the curvature of my tongue, you know? And Is that, that was, why they were designed that way? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Will okay. I learn? You will learn. Good. Um. So... I would always flip them around and sort of be like, okay, fine. I'm doing the abnormal thing here to get all the seasoning. Um, but yeah, they um, are a fairly like recent sort of, by the way, what would you classify them as? A chip. They're not chips.
1: What are they then? They, not, they are if not. If you say cracker, I'm leaving. They are crisps. I don't even know what that is. Crisp. crisp? So, and part of that has to do. That sounds, and I don't mean this derogatorily.
0: It sounds British. It's not British. It has to do with their formulation, and we'll get and, and we'll we'll get more into this that. This
1: is going into the uh, uncrustables or ravioli territory for me.
0: I'm about to talk about patent law again.
1: Let's go. Buckle
0: up, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Um, so let's first talk about the competition composition of uh of a, of a pringlay, which is it is 42 percent potato. That's a 42 percent. not enough. And the remainder is wheat, starch, and flowers, specifically corn and rice, and seasoning. Um, and their shape, that that t- shape that they are, the curviness, mm-hmm. is defined as a hyperbolic paraboloid.
1: Is there, of, is there like trigon? We're doing
0: trigonometry now? Yeah. Solve for right. X. Um, also just known as a saddle. Saddle shaped. Um, yeah, I guess so. And to understand how we got there, we got to go back. We gotta go back, mama. We gotta go back to where most foods are starting, which is the war. Which war? <laughs> World War II. World War II. Some are World War I. Some are World War II. Some are I, I do feel like World War II is getting a lot of mention on the pod. So. I know. think so. And you know, in 1939, when World War II was declared, mama. Um, the pro- we're at uh we're we're reaching dangerous mom account this episode we're, we're at like fourteen <laughs> okay all right I'll dial it back it's okay um I a little counter on the wall okay um uh so in 1939 the productions uh, the production of potato chips were deemed non essential because of the war. I highly disagree but you know you know um but after the war ended you know we did sort of have this influx of like okay we've got things back now we've got abundance. And potato chip production really ramped up. And this was due to a couple couple common factors here. So supermarkets were becoming more commonplace. Potato chips in general were just like making their way into more and more not only households, so like consumption was on the rise, but it was beginning to make its way into like recipes and things like that. So we had like casseroles that featured potato chips. and Oh yeah. And we had desserts that featured potato chips, mm, breakfast, no, no. every meal maybe breakfast yeah every meal could be there could be potato i mean I'll, I'll put some some wavy lays or something on a sandwich yeah you know yeah listen so you've had a quiche with the, <laughs> with the potato chip crust you ain't live mama i've never we should do that we should do that you get some just egg just egg i can make it well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm anyway, kidding. anyway, um. And Garrett so has a recipe for mung bean egg. If you, if anybody wants it, it's, oh, very good. Um, uh-huh. it's pretty. It's okay. <laughs> um, and so anyway, potato chip consumption was on the rise, and they're making their way more and more as a staple in American households. And as such, food companies were really on the lookout for places and ways to innovate in this space. Simultaneously, something that was happening were instant mashed potatoes were becoming a thing.
1: I, to this day, love instant mashed potatoes. Not just to feed your sourdough starter, but also to feed your human tummy. Instant mashed potatoes are delicious. I, it, I. I just want a lot of uh, a lot of leniency in, in the perspective that people view me in mm-hmm. after asking the following question, which is they're they're made of potatoes yes yes okay
0: yeah and we don't need to go I with- I feel like that is a totally valid question i mean it's a flake come this on this is the era right um and instant mashed potatoes are made out of dehydrated potatoes you're correct there's a couple advantages to this they are more shelf stable mm-hmm. and they end up because of being more shelf stable there's a little bit less waste mm mm-hmm. mhm There's less spoilage and they end up cheaper at the end. But as instant mashed potatoes are sort of like making their way into the scene, people start thinking, "Okay, potato chips. How can we how can we innovate here? How can we change things? How can we make how can we maybe take advantage of some of this new technology and make something new? Because simultaneously, a third thing was happening. People were pointing out the flaws in potato chips. There oh. were, people had a lot of gripes about potato chips.
1: I, th- I think that continues to this day. What are your gripes? What are my, your gripes? My about? gripes about a potato chip? Yeah. I, I think sometimes I. It's hard for me to meet a potato chip that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, sometimes the the seasoning differences, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the consistency or the lack of a snappy crunch mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm really not a kettle chip person, if I'm being honest. What? <laughs> I mean, I like them just enough, but I'd rather have just a regular old chip, mm-hmm. you
0: know? Maybe I, I call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't want any of this newfangled... Any of this newfangled nonsense. No. So at the time, some of the gripes about potato chips were not those. Okay. <laughs> they were, you know, they were, Um, they're too greasy. They. Oh, I don't have that gripe. I also don't have that gripe. I have grease it up. <laughs> I. I, I <laughs> Rub grease that glitter and grease around. Listen, we are not mentioning her on the podcast today. <laughs> um, and so they were too greasy. And also there was a lot of complaints about like, they there's the, a lot of breakage You know, they're very thin. They're very fragile. They're packed in air. And so, and too many crumbs. And also spoilage was a really big thing. So, I mean, traditionally potato chips only would last about two months at the time, which sounds like a long time. But like, I mean, in comparison to some of the other things at the time, two months wasn't very long. So in 1956... Procter and Gamble set out to create the perfect chip. A wild company to be doing I, this, but,
1: absolutely. you know, we'll just keep they going. Used to do,
0: they used to do more food stuff. They okay. did used to do more food okay. stuff. Now, even though now they're like household cleaners, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. They used to do more food stuff. Um, so Procter... Modernas. <laughs> <The> <laughs> so, uh, potato chip. Bio So BioNTech <laughs> set out to create <laughs> the perfect potato chip. Um, John did it. Anyway, um... <laughs> Toyota. Uh, So Procter and Gamble set out to create the perfect potato chip in 1956, and they were looking for one that was uniform, yes, perfectly stackable, yes, not too greasy. Stackable. Hold on. Why does that matter? Because of the shipping and because of the container. Okay. 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 It was sort of one that doesn't break. They want one that's compact and doesn't jostle around. That is true. When
1: you know when you get a bag of potato chips, like fifty percent of them are just broken. I recently yeah. finished a bag of uh, tortilla strips. Oh, you know, I'm a pro tortilla strip. Mm. Um, <laughs>
0: Anyway. This is a pro tortilla strip household. I just thought of a joke and I keep it myself. Right. But the, uh, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> so, um, so stackable, right? So I, I, I did mention there are some limitations with potato chips. In addition to the sort of short, shorter shelf life, say that five times, um, there was also sort of like a shipping limitation with how far you could get them out from the factory before they just turned to dust, um, which was about 200 miles. However, however... Procter & Gamble said, what if we make something that we could get to the rest of the country? So they recruited a chemist by the name of Frederick J. Bauer. Exactly who you want cooking. Cooks in the kitchen. I'm a chemist in the kitchen. Food science. Walter White. Um, Frederick J. Bauer, who created a geometric formula to create a saddle-shaped chip that did not break when properly packaged in a cylindrical vacuum-sealed can. And this shape and packaging format allowed them to ship off these chips Nationwide. Interesting. Anywhere they wanted to go. I almost said mama. Anywhere they wanted to go. <laughs> Anywhere they wanted to go. Um and, and and they were they were successful at this. Like they successfully created it. And they ended up calling these these new chips Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. That is the full name. Newfangled. Pringles Newfangled Potato, potato Chips.
1: chips. Mm-hmm. Pring- is Pringle like a portmanteau between potato and fangled or something. Mm-hmm. They really don't know where this
0: came from. Actually, they don't there's no, there's a th- they said the mist, there's a mystery. There is a mystery here. There are a couple thoughts. Um, there is an individual whose whose name is Mark Pringle, um, and well, there it is. And they, well, they cited his work in the creation of of the Pringle. There's also thoughts, and I believe this is the more popular one, which is um, that the Pringle was named for two Procter and Gamble advertising employees who lived on Pringle Drive in Ohio. Okay, Pringle Drive, um, and is that the street from Glee? Pringle Drive. You're thinking of Lima. I'm thinking of Ohio, but oh, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> so, um, so they called them Pringles, new Fingled potato chips, and at the time they weren't the only ones who were doing this dehydrated potato thing. Um, Kellogg is on the scene, and well, there's that one, that one, um, and they had a very similar product that was called the Chippo.
1: All right. I'm sorry. Chippo wins. Chippo's such a fun name. Chippo? I would eat Chippos every day. It's so stupid. Absolutely. It's so freaking stupid. Absolutely. That's that's the key to me. You win.
0: Yeah. Um Chippo
1: Dippo. I mean it's
0: it's And if you actually go back and look at what the Chippos looked like, they have a waffle grid to them. Oh, we need more waffle shaped things. That's all I'm going to say. What?
1: Honestly, think about it. We, we have waffles and then waffle fries and everybody universally agrees that the waffle fry slays because it does. Yeah. It sucks that you can really only get it at one place that I'll never shop at or purchase food from. Oh yeah. Her. I know. And you know, no free ad space on this podcast, mm-hmm. no name drop for them, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, but people just go nuts over it. It's simply because it's shaped like a waffle.
0: It's shaped like a waffle. And what I'm also going to say is that because it's shaped like a waffle, the, the surface tension when you dip it in a sauce. Absolutely. You get more sauce. Absolutely. More sauce. Absolutely. My, I have a formative experience of in my near, not in, because I didn't live in a town, but near where I grew up, there was a barbecue restaurant. They had the, the best, the best, Best. They were called Long Riders. They were in Glen Elder, Kansas. Um, they were called Long Riders, and they had these waffle fries and the best barbecue sauce ever. And I soaked, soaked them in barbecue sauce. I love that. Thank you. Um, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> let's, Chippos. Let's talk about Chippos. Um, so both Chippos and Pringles. Kind of had a problem, which was while the shape was amazing, they both kind of sucked in terms of taste. Um, they Nothing was really revolutionary. Um, and it actually ended up with, in the case of Pringles, at least, they sh- ended up shelving the project for about 10 years. They oh, said, wow. cool, made this great new product, this great new invention. Not super, not super exciting. People really aren't digging it. Didn't really take off. They did end up revisiting the idea nearly 10 years later, and they used a new recipe that included, yes, the dehydrated potatoes, but also rice, corn, and wheat flour. Just throwing stuff in. But you know, that that does affect the. Yeah. So they they ended up making it's if you watch the production videos of what this looks like, it's like It reminds me of like when people make pasta. Oh, no way. It's this great big long sheet of like potato, like, like dough that's rolled out on a conveyor belt. And then they have this machine that sort of like rolls down and then cut, uses like a cookie cutter thing to cut out the Pringle shape. And then the Pringles are placed on the saddle machine to like turn them into the saddle shape. So fun fact here, and I texted you about this earlier and I said, do you know this person The there is a very prominent science fiction writer whose name is Gene Wolfe? He wrote The Shadow of the Torturer.
1: And And this is, this is mid, Garrett asked me this specifically because a thing about Jackson is that I read a lot of, I read a lot of science fiction, Mm -hmm. like a worrying amount. Really anything from really early science fiction from like the 30s-ish, 20s, some late 20s, I do have one I want you to read that's very interesting, and all the way up until basically modern sci-fi. But I really, I really love kind of the 50s, 60s, 70s of what kind of science fiction was back then, but mm-hmm. uh I didn't know this author. Yeah.
0: Besties with Ursula K. Le Guin. Uh, we know her. We know. She's an idol. Absolutely. An icon. Bob, B-O-B. They call it her. Uh, <laughs> she's got that little Bob. I think she a Bob. Anyway. She, she had a Bob. Had a Bob. Famously passed away <laughs> in 2018? Yeah. I want to say. When did she pass away? But any photo, she's kind of got that little bob. Good for her. Anyway. Um, so anyway, fun fact is that um, Gene Wolfe, bestie of Ursula K. Le Guin, also very prominent science fiction writer in his own right, um, actually created the cookie cutter stamper machine thing that cuts out the Pringles. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? And yeah. Uh, How? He, like, he had a job as an engineer beforehand, before oh, he got into science that, fiction. The
1: thing about being an author is you're typically something else, and then you just become an author. Yeah, you have job <laughs> and I then, love that yeah then you write a book and then you're an author now and
0: it was so funny because every resource that I went to they were like um if it was not explicitly mentioned in the te- in the text any comment or any opportunity for commentary there was always somebody who was like you need to mention Gene Wolfe <laughs> he did this um so we got any Gene Wolfe stands out there take your roses or whatever the take your take your cookies whatever the phrase is um I don't I'm unfamiliar take the bow take a bow um and um, that brings us to the reinvention of Pringles, right? So, yeah. So, so we, we've reinvented them. Yes. We've reinvented them. We've established them. Now we've got to make them popular. Absolutely. So the 70s were a weird time for Pringles because it was both um, an incredibly successful time for Pringles, but also rife with controversy. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. A famous quote by who, who was that? Oh. Ice spice. <laughs> um,
1: I, I don't think it was.
0: I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the seventies were, you know, kind of an interesting time for the Pringles. So they did get sort of a surge in popularity again, due to this new reformulation. Um, and also people now were really interested actually in the packaging and they're like, wow, this is such a novel thing. This is so cool. This is so kooky. This is so different. Let's buy these newfangled potato chips.
1: I will say that walking down a chip pile, bag, 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 bag. Canister? Cylinder? <laughs> it's like an ammunition, like, supply
0: or something. You're Come like... Come on. Yeah. There's a weapon in there. Um, and so... Um, so people really started like it started to take off because it was so different. Um, even though they cost about 50% more than regular potato chips, like they were more expensive. They didn't really taste that remarkably different. Um, they were still like popular because of their, their difference and other chip manufacturers saw this happening and they said, we got to take them down. We got to knock them down a peg. And what they did was they looked at the ingredients and they said, um, you're not even potatoes. You're not even 50% potato. Mama, how can you call yourself a potato chip? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Um and the, so they said, "Um, teacher, FDA, get over here. We've got a cheater. We've got a false advertiser."
1: <laughs> this is the entire dairy industry in the present
0: day. Yeah, any t- <laughs> soy milk. Um, teacher, excuse me. Excuse me. It's um, it's not milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to report a crime. Um, so Anyway, uh, so they started, they basically said, you cannot call this thing a potato chip because it's not mostly chips. It's not or It's not mostly potato. Um, it is mostly chip, but it's... It is mostly chip, one might say. Um, and so the first thing that ended up happening was they said, oh, well, you know, like... We still allow instant mashed potatoes to be called mashed potatoes. They're just dehydrated. So, like, we'll let you call them potato chips, but you specifically have to stay on the can no less than 50% of the the size of the text that mentions, like, what they are, that these are made from dehydrated potatoes. And they did that for a very long time. Interesting. But eventually what they ended up doing was rebranding and saying, we're not chips. This is taking up way too much space.
1: We're just
0: Pringles. We are just crisps. Oh, that's where the crisp comes from. They don't say crisp on it, do they? Well, they don't call themselves chips, though. They call themselves crisp. I'm gonna have to bleep that. I know. It <laughs> took me a while. To... <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, look who's swearing on the pod now. <laughs> I was like, oh. keep going. This is an adult pod. Absolutely not. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, now they're now they're now they're known as crisps. At the time, too, they also decided to drop the whole newfangled thing. They're like, well, because it,
1: who <laughs> because says it's newfangled? It's
0: not 19. 19-
1: Wait, I say newfangled. I yeah. think I started saying it as a joke. It's and not I 1838 say it for real. anymore,
0: you know. So. They're having this rebranding thing. They're calling themselves different. The novelty is kind of worn off. At the same time, in the 70s, consumers are beginning to gravitate to a little, you know, more aspects of wellness culture where they're like, "Mm, I just want something natural. I just want something healthy. And there's a lot of ingredients on this canister. (laughs) (laughs) And so people started to, you know, sort of move away from potato chips and the crisps. Mm -hmm. And a lot of their competitors actually started leaving the market. Chippo's. Chippos. R.A.P.
1: What a world I would love to live in is one where Chippos are here and Prinkles are
0: gone. Yeah. Were Chippos, would I be able to eat a Chippo, do you know? I don't ever think they did a reformulation. I think that they were instant mashed potatoes. I, don't, I, I can't verify that, but I didn't see any wheat in their history. I need a time machine just for that. As, I, I, believe I wa- feel like
1: there's a better use for a time machine, a, but a, I
0: want that. You know, a wise woman once said, if I could turn back time. Who said that? I Spice. All right. <laughs> um, I Spice, if you're listening, come on the pod. Um, bring your time machine. A lot of competitors are leaving. Chippo's, God bless her. She's gone. Yes. But Procter and Gamble did not give up, they <laughs> persisted. Um, Nevertheless, the we have a parabola. <laughs> we and- have a hyperbolic <laughs> parabola. <laughs> Um, if we are going to reach for the stars. So they, um, they didn't give up. They, they tried new innovations. They tried new things to sort of cater to where the direction of like food culture and wellness culture was headed. So they're like, you know what? We're taking out the preservatives. We're trying, we hear you. We know our product doesn't taste good. We're going to make it taste good. So they amped up the seasoning. They took a lot of the preservatives out. They, there's the really popular canister from this time is denim it's like oh. it's like denim pattern and they call them country pringles country pringles country pringles i'm
1: googling this um, i want a country Pringle. country
0: pringles oh my gosh but yeah it's just oh, like but, uh, denim
1: the denim the, the jingles you want the
0: jingles what jean pringles jean- <laughs> shut up <laughs> Anyway, now that I'm lightheaded, so yeah, they introduced the country style Pringles, and they also did a. Um, oh, a, it's denim! It's denim! Look at
1: this little guy! I'm sorry, I can't get off. Plot of twist!
0: It. I'm not lying. I know, but it is. fucking turn of events! I really. Oh no! Oh, no. You're experiencing gender euphoria right now, I can tell. I just realized that I is the Pringle man, middle part (laughs) and all. Okay, so we're going to get to that. I'm also going to show you a photo of somebody. I'm going to show you a photo of somebody. Do you know who this is? Who is that? This is Gene Wolfe. Are you
1: joking at this me right Gene now? Walt,
0: the science fiction writer that we mentioned moments ago bears an uncanny and shocking resemblance to Jesus. Julius Pringle. And there's more Stop on him. Stop calling a, him Julius Pringle. There's more on him in a moment. Wait, is that his real name? We'll get there in a moment. <laughs> Who <did> that? <laughs> we'll get there in a moment. So it's the 70s. <laughs> We've got jingles on the market. <laughs> We've got extra-rich potato chips. Um, in the 80s, they're like, you know what? We've tried really hard to get this on the market to make it taste I good. I can't. They've been... To like, appease the consumers. For 30
1: years, they're like, please eat Please these.
0: eat this stupid chip that we've invested so much money in. And they went, they went so hard into... Advertising. They said we are going to market the ever loving crap out of these chips. And they invented so much money into advertise invested so much money into advertising. They had a bunch of ads during this time with the tagline, I've got the fever for the flavor of a Pringle.
1: Are you kidding me? I've got the fever. I've got the fever. I've got, I've got disco fever and I have Pringles fever and it's a terrible dual infection. And guess what? It's <laughs> fatal. I, <laughs> it's- hey, well, have you gotten your Pringles fever vaccine for uh the the winter months for me
0: it's it. it's Pringle fever season. It's finger Pringle season. <laughs> Fingle, single keep going. Pringle. Um, so they started the. I've got the fever for a flavor of a Pringle. Um, and actually, one ad from this time features a young Brad Pitt.
1: I know that. Do you want to know why I know that? Tell me why you know that. My mom knew Brad Pitt in college, and then when he like left college to go be an Professionally hot to be professionally hot, he like the first thing that he did. One of the first things was he was in a Pringles ad, and then so like all of the sorority girls because he was in a fraternity and you know in like frat frat culture mm-hmm. and stuff. And so they yeah, were you're all talking like, to a frat story. I know. I forget that you were in fraternity. <laughs> I'd like to forget that you were in fraternity. <laughs> but the but my mom just has a, a memory of like him being shirtless in the ad or something. Oh, yeah. And then it, they were like, oh, he's
0: shirtless in the ad. Look at Brad. It was wildly successful. So in actually in the span- I mean, put Brad Pitt
1: shirtless in anything.
0: It's oh a good use of money. Yeah. And so literally within the span of five years, the revenue doubled.
1: I was I want the audience to know that I was politely miming at Garrett to say that it was time to take a break in order to let them reclaim their moment from before. Reclaiming my time. I'll go ahead and say it. We need to take a break. I gotta go get my jingles, my country Mm -hmm. time, denim pringles, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be right back
0: on No Crumbs. Welcome back. Now we're back. Welcome back. What were we talking about? We were talking about the 80s. We're talking about Brad Pitt. I'm down to let's just this is just a Brad Pitt podcast now. Is he unproblematic? I really don't know much about Brad Pitt, to be honest. I don't know
1: either. You taking
0: a photo of me right now? No, I'm looking at photos of shirtless Brad Pitt and Pringles. I'm looking at uh, shirtless photos of Julius T. Pringle, who who I'm about to talk about. All right, because the 80s was when did you throw in a middle initial? Julius. Oh, no, okay. Julius Pringle. All right. Julius Pringle. Julius Julius the Pringle. (laughs) Julius Pringle. Yes. 1980s. He's in the spotlight. (laughs) Do you know his name is. The allegations. Do you know his name is not actually Julius Pringle? I didn't think it was. So his name is Julius Pringle, but it wasn't. What was it? It was Mr. P. Mr. P. And the way that he became Julius Pringle was in 2006, somebody edited his name in the Pringle's Wikipedia page, and it, like, got news coverage, and then... They officially changed his name to Julius Pringle. So
1: someone was just like sitting at home like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to go edit a Wikipedia page to put in fake information. Oh,
0: wow. We could write a dissertation on this. Yeah. Oh, what is truth? What is truth? And, you know. It's an artifice. You know, if we believe in something hard enough and if we edit the Wikipedia page relentlessly enough, eventually they'll just stop trying prevent it you know they'll just go with it so we'll have to edit the pod wiki about your wrists then yeah garrett has the thinnest (laughs) daintiest non-gorilla like (laughs) wrist
1: you keep bringing it up every break you're like
0: so mad yeah i'm kidding everyone i'm kidding yeah one of these times uh, i'm gonna forget to turn off the pod Um, and you're just going to cut to me screaming
1: (laughs) our normal, like, I told you to shut up at the beginning of the show. (laughs) It's good podcasting.
0: Good pod. Good. pod. So
1: they just changed his name to Julius. No middle name.
0: Pringle. Julius Pringle. And, And so it was.
1: To this, day. I can't think, he's not like a character. He's not like talking and advertising though, right? He's not saying stuff.
0: He's not really saying things over time. I, I guess, you know, the thing, the thing with him over time is that his mustache gets bigger.
1: Is that real? Oh no, I was looking at that. Mustache when I was does indeed the, get bigger over time. Um,
0: some people think that he is modeled after Gene Wolfe, as I stated, sort of the guy who who made the the cutting machine for uh cutting out the dough. Have we um, ever seen his body? So there's actually a John Oliver petition. There's a John Oliver petition. I'm not a John Oliver stan. Don't get it twisted. Um, to have a body reveal for Julius Pringle, there's a petition and I don't know where it went. I don't think I think didn't I, think I was going to have to go into this tonight cuz I was like I don't want to engage with John Oliver. But here I am engaging I with John Oliver. I don't think
1: I don't think I want to see. Yeah. I would hope it was just a canister. Mhm. You know. but but i i just showed garrett a very graphic image of a of a pringle man (laughs) anyway wait till we get video footage (laughs)
0: um so mustache is getting bigger over time Julius pringle hits the scene um things are pretty quiet pretty quiet until about 2008 do people know that we both have mustaches And you have your little flavor saver. They do now. Can I tell you one of the things about mustaches is I don't know if this is a universal thing, but I think there is like a scene in like Scooby-Doo or some, some kids cartoon growing up where somebody's drinking soup. Somebody's drinking soup. Okay. And as they drink the soup, it like gets up in the mustache. I guess you say drink soup. Yeah, they, they're like, you don't eat soup. They're, they're drinking it. And then the, the mustache absorbs a bunch of the liquid and then they save it for later. And that's what I always imagined uh, when people would say flavor saver. 2008. Guess who dies? Frederick Bauer, the chemist. Okay, thank plot you. Plot twist. Plot twist. Frederick Bauer dies. He is the innovator behind the saddle shaped Pringle shaping machine. Dead. His family honored his legacy by burying his cremated remains in a Pringles can. Oh, come on. And I think we need to stop doing this. We do this all the time. Stop burying people in chip containers. We know with with the, the Doritos. They sprinkled the Doritos on top of his grave. Stop doing that. I'm pretty sure someone correct me if I'm wrong.
1: One of the... Inventors of the frisbee, maybe the guy that invented the frisbee was turned into a frisbee. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like after he died, not while he was living. <laughs> it's like an anamorph. <laughs> Those books were wild. Did you ever read those? I want to reread those as an adult and just be like, what is this? What's the weird alien centaur
0: race? What was I reading? Me when I realize I'm turning into a Frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Um, so buried in a Pringle scan 2012. Guess who's back in the house? Not him. (laughs) Kellogg's. Oh, Kellogg's. Chippo! Kellogg's acquires Pringle. Good for them. From P&G, Procter & Gamble Foods. It's <laughs> they're, like, they're like, all right, we. why do we have this? Yeah, they're like... Uh, 2012? Yeah, recent. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Um, it's 2013 as we're recording this, as everyone knows. Yeah. I am six years old or whatever. <laughs> and I am... 16. Any given age. You could be anything. I am. My art pop. Two Um, times. Keep going. Two times. So 2012, Kellogg's acquires the Pringle from Procter & Gamble Foods. And then really the last thing that happens in recent history is, you know, for a very long time, the, the, not the motto or the theme song, but the, 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 the slogan for Pringles was once you pop the fun, don't stop. I don't
1: think of, hmm. I don't think of the action of opening a can of Pringles to be like a a pop.
0: It's more like a like a like a small burst. you like Is there's it? a little bit of stale chip air that goes. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: if that if it made that noise when you opened it, I don't think people would buy it.
0: The canister moaned when oh. I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so they they changed the the slogan from once you pop the fun don't stop to just mind popping which i think is fun. Mind popping? Mind popping. I don't think that's good.
1: I don't think it like pops. Mind popping. I don't I don't know. I don't know.
0: And that and that that closes the storybook. Well, it um, does it because I want to know a little oh, bit about... No, it doesn't. It, you're right, it doesn't, because I had some other things All I was right.
1: You were so ready to move on. I wanted to talk about, like, the flavors of That's Pringles. what I
0: forgot, because there's a lot of flavors there's of so Pringles. There's so many, and I just so remember so many, like, in my the, eras growing in up. In the 90s, especially, the 90s did sort of hearken, it beckoned, it um, simile um, metaphor... It really, there was a lot of expanding into international markets that happened during this time. And with that, always there's like always these fun flavors that sort of comes with that. So, um, and a, a limited edition Italian release was they had a prosecco flavored Pringle. All right, down they. Oh,
1: that was probably so good. Prosecco. Those Doritos Mountain Dew chips that I had that one
0: time, mm-hmm. delicious. Mountain Doriti. Yes, you mm-hmm. gotta stop doing that. But we don't have any Italians listening to the pod. We actually do. <laughs> Well, here we are. Come get me, Italy. So There was Prosecco, Wasabi. They had a limited edition Baconator flavor. I believe that. Um, Serrano ham, roast chicken.
1: I'm seeing Wasabi and soy sauce. I'd eat that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. White cheddar and black pepper. That sounds delicious. They're really just doing... Any and everything. Any and see. everything. Let's see. Sriracha. There's that one. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these Pringles seaweed.
0: I love seaweed. I don't want any in a check. You heard me talk about Nori. I do you not just eat like seaweed. I mean, I do. But whenever I eat, whenever I want seaweed flavor, I just want to eat seaweed. Like I'll get a seaweed snack. I'll get a seaweed snack. But I don't want a seaweed flavor crisp. But would you want
1: a Daytona 500 Pringle or would you want a mango salsa Pringle? Mango salsa sounds interesting. Right, Would you want mango salsa? What does a
0: Daytona 500 sm- like, taste like? Is it like. An engine fluid? Is it. Is it. Uh, <laughs> windshield wiper fluid and body odor? All right. Is I am it-
1: on the website taquitos.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as one is. As one does. And <laughs> it claims that there have been 180 flavors of Pringles. And we're going to play Would You Rather. Okay. I'm ready. Pringles Buffalo Ranch or. Kringle's cheesy fries. Buffalo ranch. All right. Buffalo ranch or Chile con queso.
0: Buffalo ranch.
1: Buffalo ranch or crunchy dill pickle. Crunchy dill pickle. Crunchy dill pickle or cinnamon and sugar. Dill. Pickle. Dill pickle or elote.
0: Oh. Okay. That's tough. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you elote. And can I tell you my vegetarian era? I would go to Trader Joe's. I'm not judging you for being a vegetarian. I would go to Trader Joe's and I would get there everything but the elote seasoning. And I would just. When's the last time you made elote? You were talking corn
1: to me a while ago and I made a ton of elote that week. And then you never did. What? I made the Korean elote. I don't. Wait, This was a, a, an
0: incredible era for both of us. Korean. Oh, I don't remember this. Okay. Well, I first thing, first thing you need to know it. about me. I don't remember. Oh, things. I know. Um, elote or. Oh, I didn't tell you my story. All right. I would pour out the everything but the elote seasoning into just like a small little container. And then I would like lick my finger and I put in the seasoning and then I just eat the
1: I entire. knew that. I knew that. You do this with uh, most spices. Do you know what I did today? I did a forager sour cream, which is a dairy free sour cream. It is the best sour cream replacement. If you're looking for sour cream, if you're looking for a vegan sour cream forager, go to her. Welcome. I could eat it with a spoon. I have, Mm -hmm.
0: and I will. And I did. Well, And that's that. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing you did. I get it. I get it. So good. A very core memory of me. Of my upbringing, shall I say, is just dipping tortilla chips in a sour cream. A little bit of taco sauce. Oh, my mouth's watering. Elote or French onion dip? Ew, I hate French onion. Do you really? Yes, it's too much. The soup? I think both, both instances, yes. I don't like French onion soup. Cancel me. It's too much. It's too much. Elote or fried onion ring. What does fried fried onion ring just taste like a chip, right? Like, is it just kind of probably, probably onion-y? a
1: little bit more oniony? Elote, elote, or hot and spicy wonton. Elote. That, I don't know if I agree with that one, but elote or Memphis barbecue.
0: Memphis barbecue.
1: Really Memphis barbecue or Nashville hot chicken? Nashville hot chicken. All
0: right. You know my thoughts on Nashville. I hot know. Chicken. Nashville hot chicken or Pringles pickle Rick
1: is this real
0: probably okay if there's going to be a food that's Will and Morty themed wait oh. will
1: <laughs> the spinoff show Rick, now that the
0: guy Rick that does the voice Rick, of
1: Rick isn't Rick and Morty anymore. I'm,
0: I'm slowly just having a seizure what about here. pecan pie ew uh, I don't what, like pecan pie Billy cheese stink uh... Pecan? Shut up. Um, I don't... Philly cheesesteak is another one of those flavors I'm not a big fan of. Have I ever made you a Philly cheesesteak before? No, you haven't. Let me make That's you a That's not Philly a normal steak. thing to make somebody. <laughs> come on, come you, on over. I've never made you one of my Philly cheesesteaks before.
1: I make you a You say vegan, so normally. I make a good a vegan Philly cheesesteak. It's one of those things that you can't just go out use and, like, soy get a vegan Philly cheesecake. I don't. I use mushrooms. And you know what? It's a million times better. Mm. And it's not... Just so you know... It's, it's not like very mushroomy. It's pretty good. Texas barbecue. No, I think that seems pretty basic. No, soft shell go. crab. No. Well, uh, no, no, I could no. see maybe like
0: a crab rangoon situation. Yeah, but that's not, Oh, uh, that's not what I said. I don't know the difference between regular crab and soft shell crab. You ever heard of crab rangoon pizza? there oh, is on. oh no 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 let me envision it can i envision it can you absolutely just, can i take you on the journey that's in my mind right now which is which is which is it is a thin crust pizza with cream cheese and then we got fake imitation crab we got scallions we need a sauce we need a sauce uh hot and sour maybe the sauce is the cream cheese what's a good sauce the sauce is the cream cheese okay well i'm, I'm taking you to the journey in my mind i'm constructing something okay so we got a pizza crust base. We got a cream cheese cheese. We've got imitation crab. Um, I think maybe we need something sweet. So I'm thinking like a hot and sour sauce, um, sweet, sweet and sour. I don't know. Um, scallions to top it off. I just made everybody listening to this podcast so mad and disgusted at me. But I, I will entertain what it actually is. So go ahead.
1: Oh, there's just a place in Des Moines called Fong's Pizza. Oh, wait, you
0: know, you've told me about this, but tell me again.
1: (laughs) It is a pizza place specializing in, you know, kind of American Chinese uh, food. They have pizzas such as the Crab Rangoon Pizza, the Ramen Pizza, the General so's Chicken Pizza, the Kung Pao Chicken Pizza, the Orange Chicken Pizza, the Fongolian Beef Pizza, mm-hmm. Thai Chicken, Polynesian Pizza, mm-hmm. and then there are a couple of others. They do have vegan options that kind of rotate in and out of their menu with uh, you know different levels of uh, availability. They also, of course, have vegan cheese available as well for our vegan friends, and I believe they also have gluten-free crust because – I ate there recently. So mm. uh, just if you're for some reason wandering around uh, Central Iowa, go to Fong's Pizza. I, I've been promoting a lot tonight. Forager Sour Cream, mm-hmm. Fong's Pizza. Succotash. Succotash. I think they did like the food for Queer Eye when they were filming in Kansas City. There's like two seasons of Queer Eye on Netflix that filmed in Kansas City. And I think somehow Succotash is related to that. Interesting. I don't know the lore there, but I do know that... Succotash is amazing, and it's kind of my go-to place where when someone's, like, visiting Kansas City, I'm like, oh, let me just show you all of the fun of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I, the Succotash is pretty universally one of the stops because Mm -hmm. it's so tasty. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should get it this week. Yeah. Or weekend. Anyway, I think that uh, a, a good button on the Pringle situation is it's really not a chip that's been imitated. Probably because of a patent. Lay's stacks. Is that a thing? I've never heard of her seen that. Really? Ever. Really ever. Sorry, Lay's. The girls are coming for her, I'm well, being honest. Well, I mean, it, it's just not on my radar. Mm-hmm. It's Pringles. I yeah. mean, and, and anything, any chip you see in that shape that's stacked in a tube is going to be viewed as, oh, it's their ripoff Pringle. It's a cheap, like, phony imitation. Julius T. Pringle really <laughs> has the... We should go on <laughs> Wikipedia... Give him an initial. We should give him a middle initial T, um, which stands for Tiberius.
0: Julius Tiberius Pringle. <laughs> I think Julius the Pringle. So
1: yeah. um, thank you so much for listening. Are you done talking about Pringles, by the way? I'm taking us out of the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah I am. I have right. nothing else to offer.
1: I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that. Gosh, I... Oh, I love my own show. Really? No, I want, I want a Pringle. what oh. I was going to say. <laughs> I really want a Pringle. I can't have it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I accept that. I'm going to go have... So, probably that bag of Takis mm-hmm. that's uh, sitting downstairs, but probably shouldn't eat that it's either, but real the, pretty. I, yeah I know, maybe I should have more sour cream but anyway, uh, thank you for listening, this has been No Crumbs, mm-hmm. the podcast that ate, mm-hmm. uh, you can follow the podcast online at No Crumbs Pod, or our website www.nocrumspod.com there will be more things on that website so keep checking up, we've Coming got soon. some fun little things going on there, you can follow me, Jackson, Bollinger, at Jackson Bollinger on really just instagram i'm not really active on anything else um i am about to launch a sub stack so uh
0: you will hear more about that Mm -hmm. that was a slant rhyme yeah well and uh my name is garrett wagner thank you for listening you can find me at it's garrett on instagram and i'm gonna stop plugging the blue sky because blue sky is not taking off (laughs) (laughs) you've tried your best and i also tried your best i also don't skeet so. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Come on, I know. that sucks. And I am going to be launching launching a competing sub stack in which everything Jackson says, I refute angrily.
1: <laughs> That's basically the show. So <laughs> you and your wrists. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a I'm gonna get to a talking to after this episode, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We sincerely enjoy making this. We are glad that you sincerely or sarcastically enjoy. Enjoy listening to mm-hmm. it. And we will see you next week for I believe our Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving. especial It's giving thanks. It's giving thanks. It's <laughs> it's giving it's serving turkey. It's serving gravy. Gravy. And some mashed potato. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? My, as, a, as a teaser. As a
1: teaser. Green bean casserole. Number one with a are bullet. you sick and twisted oh, and disgusting in the come head? Come on, come on! All right. What's your favorite stuffing? Basic. No. Yes, I'm a little uh, different. I love the most popular thing. That I, you can I eat just at like
0: I just like bread. I know. Um, well, there's a, I think that there, there is a right answer here actually, and it's cranberry sauce it's the only interesting food it is the only interesting flavored food at Thanksgiving that's it I'm gonna, it's the only thing that's not just kind of ugh,
1: you know well we'll save I've got so much to say about the food We're fight. That, the foods that have flown through uh, my Thanksgiving table yeah. I think it's interesting everyone during this coming week at, since our podcast will come up the day before Thanksgiving talk to your friends and family about what's They maybe, well, you probably know what's on your family's table because you're having Thanksgiving with them. Talk to your friends. It's always interesting to hear what foods are in someone's kind of Thanksgiving lore. And I feel like you Mm -hmm. just learn a lot about somebody.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Ta ta.